Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. Back again. This is the third day in a row for me. This is kind of weird, but I kind of like it at the same time. It's cool, especially with all this baseball going on, just to be able to come on here and have an outlet. I I mean, it feels like every day just because it's three days in a row, but I mean, it's only three days a week, but just have the outlet to just talk baseball and get all the baseball thoughts out of my head. It's so cool. Uh, especially with all you guys listening, we have a, a significant amount of new listeners recently, uh, and it is awesome. So hi, hello to all of you. Uh, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you like what you hear, we're always thankful for the five-star ratings and reviews that we can get and all the downloads. It it goes a long way towards helping us. But like I said, I am Blake Meyer. And as always, I am here with my man Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. I was getting a little bit worried there. I don't know if I was I was invisible. You, you, you forgot I was here, <laughs> just going solo again. But yeah, I, I'm doing good. As Blake said, please do follow us on all, all of our things there. Baseball season's here, so we're going to be recording whenever we can and uh, just talking baseball. That's what we love to do. So it's great that we get here a chance to do it. One week into the season, um, I think there's been some ups, some downs so far. It's been a wild roller coaster for, for just being one week. It has. Uh, and I will say today's episode is going to be a little bit of like a, a mishmash of a bunch of different uh, baseball and fantasy related things. But one thing I want to point out before we get any farther into this. So we are, I'm just going to call it seven days into the season. I know this is the seventh day. Mm-hmm. Me and you are fucking killing it in TGFBI. Like props to you for being higher than me. But I, I think I, when I checked this morning, you were, uh, I know it doesn't matter, but it's you were week. 13. It doesn't matter. You were 13th and I'm 34th. I'll take it. Because you know, you know when it doesn't matter when you're like 715, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. How yeah? How so many people are there like in, in the entire thing? Do you know? I don't know. I stopped scrolling after like 200 last night. Okay. So I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, one of us will probably find out in the coming weeks when we just. Yeah. Fall <laughs> off. Uh, it'll probably be me if my fucking if I never end up getting any more saves for the yeah. rest of the year, I'll just start free falling. But. Yeah, if you can't tell, we're going to talk like draft regrets. It's going to be guys that either we took too early. We don't know what we're talking about yet. We're we're going to be talking about just fantasy baseball, the the season so far. Draft regrets, injury updates, looking ahead to the weekend. It's we we can plan whatever we want, but then we go off on on our tangents about players and it takes us down rabbit holes. And that's what we love to do here. So that's what we're going to do. I'll start it off here. I, uh, Eloy Jimenez, I, I was upset about him uh, yesterday, just <laughs> 24 hours ago here, but it looks like he might not be out for, for too long. Um, he played catch and ran on Thursday, which are which are two uh, important factors to playing baseball there. He also added yes. that he'll be ready, ready to – he could pinch hit if available, but of course he's on the IL. So that, that's a good sign that he'll probably only miss uh, – 10 days or so. That seems to be what the uh, speculation is as, as of now. So that's good. And that also okay. brings me to to uh, one of my draft regrets was I, I don't think I, I valued outfield enough. Uh, I got Judge in the first round. Then I got Tatis in uh, got Tatis Riley on my wraparound second, third round because I had second overall pick. But then I, 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 I waited for Eloy for, for my third outfielder who, you know, I've he's already on the IL. I gamble with that. Uh, Tatis is out for the first few weeks, so still trying, still trying to tread water without him. And I have, I have Yoshida. I, I like Yoshida. I think he's going to be a solid player, but I'm, I'm kind of gambling on him. Uh, Lars Nupar I also had. He's on the IL, so it's been, been a tough go of it a bit for me early on with my uh, my outfield. After spending months saying, "Oh, make sure you get two great outfielders early," which I guess I did with with Judge and Tatis. It's just yeah. he's not there yet. You see that home run Tatis just hit? And uh, I did. Yeah, he, he's, he's killing it. Triple A. This this kid might be good. He might, might yeah, be okay. You know, 
I, I heard he I heard he can hit some home runs and he might be fast, but we'll we'll have to find out when mm-hmm. it comes. Cause yeah, he, Eloy was a he tough one. Pitching. <laughs> Eloy was a, a tough one because that is one that everybody going into the year, like you drafted him knowing he's probably gonna get hurt at some point. I don't think anybody expected it to be six days into the season. So that's a little tough, but the fact that it could be just like a minor he's back sooner rather than later type deal. I think you can live with that if you can get some of that the injury bugness out of the way early so that maybe later in the year he's better or maybe this gets it through his head that, hey, dude, you should probably just DH and save your body as much as possible. We'll figure out what it takes for him to realize that. Mm. Probably my biggest draft regret has to be Daniel Bard because I took Daniel Bard in Seven leagues, and I play in seven leagues. And the man went out due to anxiety. Not going to knock him for that. Shit happens. We talked about before, your mental's got to be right for you to be okay in any aspect of life, especially as a professional athlete, and especially as a closer, you have to be like fully locked in at all times. So if anxiety's getting to you, there's things that are bigger than baseball especially the life. So it's very important. But I did see that he threw a bullpen session the other day, which is a good sign. Said he hit 96 miles an hour in the bullpen session. So he's out there, at least with the team, getting some work in. So maybe he'll be back sooner rather than later. But I did see something that said early in his career, he dealt with the yips and then was out of baseball for seven years before he came back. Mm-hmm. So who knows what this is going to be. But as far as, regrets go that is that's easily my one one so far this year just because it's killing me everywhere yeah and and you gotta feel for bard because like as you said he dealt with it earlier in his career he had the yips he obviously figured something out he was able to control the anxiety whether whatever it be and and he was able to pitch in the majors and then he got a chance to represent his country in the role of baseball classic and he yeah, I def he's definitely having some some PTSD from that, some trauma from that. And he also injured Jose Altuve. You never feel good injuring a player, especially a star player. And I'm sure he's gotten a lot of crap for whether it's on social media, wherever. Maybe his family's getting crap about like, oh, how dare you break out Altuve's thumb? Why don't you know how to pitch? Like whatever. So I mean anyone would have would have qualms after dealing with something like that on, on such a big stage and such a big moment. Yeah. So it sucks to say it's good to see him acknowledging it and, and taking the time and still being with the team. So, I mean, hopefully for, for your sake, he comes back. But yeah, that's definitely <laughs> something where if you put all your eggs in one basket and, and I mean, you're, you're acknowledging the, the risk of it, it's, I mean, you, you know the risk of it, but, but you're not, yeah. there's always, there's always a risk with, with baseball players with, they can get hurt cutting a sandwich or something. So <laughs> like be Trevor care. Bauer and cut your thumb messing with yeah. your drone. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I have a, a cur- bit of a curveball here for you regarding okay. tr- trade values early, early in the season. So we were, I think we were texting a few weeks ago. You were asking me how you would value a certain guy because the season hadn't started. I was like, well, where was he drafted? Look for someone that was kind of drafted around where he was. And that's kind of how I still, when I'm looking at, at trades in my leagues, I'm look, I look at where they're drafted because that shows where the player is valued in your league, especially if it's someone that, that fell further. But also, it could just be someone reach for this guy. So that, so if your counterparts be like, oh, but I took this guy in the seventh round and it was somebody that would easily been there in the 10th round, that's, that's not the same. But yeah. then also, I have to factor in the first week of the season. Like, how far into the season do you start really, really ramping up that trade action? And also, like, what is your equation or formula of like draft position plus track record? compared with like what they're doing that season um you i mean not to just say it because we are a week into the season but a week into the year is when i do start to target my buy low guys because i mean like we talked about last episode with the like when's it too early to cut bait and all that stuff i've been asked about a lot of different players whether or not they should be dropped and things like that because of the slow starts people get very trigger happy on guys that start slow because they think that in like a, a, what's a normal fantasy league, like 21 weeks or something like that. They think if in that first week, somebody's struggling, like my whole year's fucked up. So I need to, I need to move now and try and get rid of people. And that's also when I stopped paying attention to where they were drafted 
I mean, we've been doing this long enough. I have like a, in my head, like I have like a, I guess I have fantasy pros rankings as well, but like I have a general idea of how I feel about different players and what I value them at. And I kind of just go from there and I'm going to end up putting out this is awesome. You brought this up. I'm going to end up putting out an article at some point. Hey, Lane, welcome to the live. We're here talking about uh, a little trade value stuff right now. Ryan threw me a little curveball. What's up? Uh, for me, when it comes to trading, I factor in more what the other person wants and what my team is. And I like to keep a deep bench. That is part of the reason why I do keep more hitters than pitchers. Hitters are much easier to trade away than pitchers are because everybody always needs some kind of hitter that they can upgrade at. And so I will trade. I I tend to do trades where, say, uh, oh, God, let's say I wanted to trade for Pete Alonzo. Okay. Um, I would give them. I wanted to trade for Pete Alonzo and their shortstop sucked. So I would I'm literally just going off the cuff with this. Mm-hmm. Literally give them like um, Vinny Pasquantino and Carlos Correa mm-hmm. for uh, for a Pete Alonso because I I give them and I usually do that like if I if I have multiple shortstops so like I'll give them my extra shortstop which would be Carlos Correa and then I throw my first baseman in there because at that point I don't need my first baseman anymore I don't need Vinny P anymore so he all of a sudden they get the trade offer and they think holy shit look at this haul I just got for Pete Alonso, but then at the same time, I just upgraded my entire lineup. So you have to factor in you can it it's okay to factor in where you drafted them now, just mm-hmm. because it is still a week into the into the season. But I I do a lot of just overall player evaluation at this point in trading and I love buying low on guys this early in the season. Hey catfish, what's up man? Yeah, I mean th- that makes sense. Where you have to look at at your your manager you're trading with their teams, uh, w- what their weaknesses are. I mean, yeah, the, the, someone I'm trying to trade with. If I'm trying to trade for an outfielder, if they have a, w- a weak second base spot, you know, I mean, my or weak weak second base or shortstop. I mean, I have Tatis who's shortstop outfield. I, I have Bryce Terang. If he can keep it up, he can maybe be my, my starting shortstop. Yeah, I, I like always, you know. In those two for ones, you, you trade two. If you're getting the best player in the deal, you're usually winning the deal, unless mm-hmm. it was some, someone like Alonzo for like, like a, a a decent shortstop, like a better shortstop than Correa. I don't know, like a like a like someone drafted in the third round for like two fifth round picks, rather than someone drafting yeah. the third round for like a a sixth and a tenth, like stuff like that. Like some sometimes, especially if you have a whole, depending on the position scarcity but yeah and, and on the on the flip side you can be someone and be like oh i don't i love i love my guys there's no one i really am looking to drop let me let me see if i can trade what trade one of my guys or trade two of my guys for one get mm-hmm. that empty roster spot and then you can pick someone up or on the flip side if, if you're looking like oh i have this one guy but he can't completely carry my team let me try to, to try to shore up uh, another position like in your example from the from their perspective, you're you're still getting a solid first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino, mm-hmm. and you're getting a great shortstop in Carlos Correa that will be replacing probably your replacement level shortstop. So, I think that that's uh, some great great draft or uh, trade strategy there. Uh, I have actually a trade offer that. So some of you guys are here from the SGPN Discord. If you're not in the SGPN Discord, just type sg.pn/discord into your browser. It will pop up, and you can come talk with us. The MLB Discord channel has been popping so far this year and i'm so happy because it's kind of dead last year we got it going this year but i'm also uh in the fantasy pros discord as well i answer a lot of like start set questions over there things like that somebody had a trade offer today that they posted in there and it was it, it surprised me how good it was and i i legitimately thought for a little while on what i would do so he said just got offered lindor and bregman for tat I currently have Jose Ramirez at third, and my current shortstop is Willie Adamas. Do I do the trade or hold Tatis? So it's a two-for-one for for Tatis. Yep, he would get Lindor and Bregman and trade away Tatis. Um, I don't know if Bregman... Bregman's off to a a pretty shit start. Um, So is Lindor. I'd probably... 
maybe I'm over overrating Bregman, but as, if you need a shortstop, or I mean, I guess I guess uh, Tatis is your shortstop. If you need a third mm-hmm. baseman, I, I'd probably do that. I think his you're at a point. Ba- of his season. third baseman he has is Jose Ramirez. So, so, so what what kind of league is this? It's not, <laughs> this is like a fourteen league he's in. Like, it's is, he trading, like an or is he trading with his with with his like other other league? Is like his, his... Now that, see, um, I guess. And then like you you have two good third basemen, and, and you can flip Bregman if it's a a trade happy league. That that's what you should do. That that's what my thing. Like I was on the fence about that same thing because on one hand I I ended up just telling him that I would hold Tatis if it was me. But I was torn because I was like, technically, you're getting I think two I, guys. I, 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 would, I would definitely low. do it. I, I would definitely do it. Yeah, you're you're buying low essentially on Bregman and Lindor because Lindor was a third round pick this year, and Bregman I think was a sixth round pick. So you're getting a third and a sixth from a guy that was also drafted in the third round. And Tatis, like that's pretty good. And overall, that's going to help you, especially if you play in a league that has like a the corner infield or middle infield slots in your lineup. So then you can start Bregman and Tati or Bregman and uh, Jose Ramirez. But I would, I would honestly flip Bregman because probably because fuck the Astros, but also because I never can trust Bregman. So I would do that. Keep Lindor and then just trade Bregman for two people. Mm -hmm. And I fucking love trading so much. NFBC draft uh, ADPs in from March 1st to, to the start of the season. Tatis ADP 17, uh, Lindor 33.5, and Bregman 71. So I think that's you're getting you're dropping down one round and adding Bregman. I, that, yeah, I, I would I would hop all over that. I mean, depending on the league, if it's a standardish league, scoring and whatnot. Yeah. See. Next episode, I th- we we're gonna have some some trade stuff in there. Uh, we should get yeah. first Adrian out of the way, I though. Tr- I think. Oh, I, I absolutely. <laughs> we, we lost track of time should, last yeah. episode. We're gonna get reprimanded and, and, for and that. We did it. We did it. We lost track of time on this one as well. You can also lose track of time playing on Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like trade talk is something that you can always always do. There's, I feel like trade should be a, be a requirement in fantasy baseball leagues. I do too, because I, uh, I, I mean, I trade a lot more than your normal person does, so I might be an outlier a little bit. I play in a lot of fantasy leagues with my dad, like a lot of home leagues, whether it's football or uh, baseball this year. And me and that man just love to make fucking trades with people. Me, we already traded this year before baseball season started. Uh, it was uh, I gave him Michael Harris, and he gave me you uh, Darvish. And I was okay with it, I, and I'm still okay with it after Darvish's first start. I think you lost that one, but I know you. That's when you were low. Bit, that's but... when you were really low on Harris. But I, I mean, I was really low on Harris. But I did in doing that. Yeah, I added uh, S.T. Ruiz to my pick team. Twenty nine so. for pick seventy seven. That's that, that's not a good trade, Blake. Uh, Dylan said I'm still waiting for Gorman to really crank up. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's episode. a joke. I think that's a uh, because he's he's killing it. <laughs> he's absolutely killing. It. He's been four thirty eight, thirty fourth ranked player on Yahoo. Um, let's get back on track here a, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we have some other injury news I want to talk about. Um, Josh Chisholm, uh, uh, scary, should play Friday. Shoulder injury. Uh, Neil mm-hmm. Cruz had a facial injury. I think he should be fine. Still waiting an update on that. But what I want to talk about is uh, Francisco Alvarez being called up for the Mets, the the catching prospect. He is only eligible for util on uh, Yahoo because he only DH last year, but he should get starts, split starts at least with uh, Thomas Nito up there. And uh, Omar Narvaez, who I think is a solid catcher, expected to miss uh, mm-hmm. eight to nine weeks. So uh, I saw that news last night that Alvarez was added to the taxi squad, and I went and picked him up in my uh, keeper league. He was already added in my, my regular league, but my keeper league, I got him there. I think... I think he's a he's a great guy to add if he's he's a, he's available in your league. The the Mets need a bat 
they need a bat in their lineup, a catcher would be great. But even if uh, he doesn't play a catcher, he should be get, getting some starts at DH, especially against left-handed pitching. They have Vogelbach, who will primarily play against right-handers, but I don't think he's off to a great start. So you could see uh, Alvarez stealing some playing time there. Yeah, and I want to see how it goes for Alvarez because I know he came up last year. He only played a handful of games, and I think he hit like 167, so he didn't do that well. But I mean, he—I think he had 12 plate appearances or something. So uh, the very small two, sample. Two he had a home run. Oh, I, I mean, so there—he hit a dinger. We love dingers around here. Uh, he's been off to a weird start so far this year in the minors. Four games, he's hit a double and two home runs. Scored four runs, knocked in four. And he's hitting like 300. But the high walk rate, which he always has the double-digit walk rate, which you love to see, but he's also striking at like 42% of the time. So he's very aggressive at the plate. I'm worried that pitchers at the major league level are going to pick up on that and get him to chase a lot. I don't want him to turn into a Javi Baez. I don't think he'll turn into a Javi Baez because that man is just kind of his own but uh he's kind of that level of aggressive a little bit so if he can tone it down and make solid contact on the ball he has top 11 catcher potential for the rest of the year because this is going to be this is more than just a try i'd say better than that i'd say better than that wasn't he wasn't he like i was trying to play it safe i mean Anyone can be a starting catcher and hit decently and be a top-level <laughs> catcher, I think. He was the number I mean, three prospect in all of baseball, according to LMB.com, Jonathan Mayoff, number four, according to Baseball Prospectus. Last year, AAA had – last year, between AA and AAA, in 112 games, he had 27 home runs, hit 260. Um, 45 games at, at AAA, he hit nine home runs and hit 234. So – a little bit worse at AAA compared to AA. Uh, batting average went down from 277 to 234. But uh, look at the Mets' up- upcoming schedule. They got the Marlins for three here at home, Padres for three. And they go out west to Oakland, the Dodgers, and the Giants. So should be some some decent matchups for him. Um, I think there are are some lefties on those teams. Oakland should be a great series for him to hit because I, I, I can't name an athletic starter. I, I'm racking my brain right now i cannot <laughs> name one uh do they have paul blackburn still maybe i don't know uh but yeah i think alvarez is a good pickup if you don't have one of the top tier catchers yeah i think he's worth an ad in all leagues at this point uh as long as you got room i oh i don't know if he's worth an ad in 10 yet he's worth an ad to your watch list in 10 teams but 12 teams are larger he's absolutely worth an ad unless you're playing like a weird two catcher 10 team league then yeah add him to your team because he's going to get the catcher uh eligibility like it's guaranteed he's going to get it he's going to be playing uh at catcher enough to get the eligibility so you'll just have to add him it'll be kind of like shane uh how the fuck do you say his last name shane langoliers in Hmm. oakland he's only got util but his catcher eligibility will be coming soon because he's been playing at catcher uh yeah he's definitely worth an ad especially in that lineup there's gonna be plenty of counting stat uh, possibilities out there and then the other guy i wanted to touch on for injuries oh, paul was... blackburn is an athletic still he is uh making a rehab oh, there we go paul blackburn <laughs> is i feel like he's player. been there forever yeah <laughs> he's just not good in oakland he's fine they have uh, kyle moeller ken waldachuk uh, fujinami caprillon and jp sears Some house ha- household names who pictures yeah uh yeah my other uh injury that I wanted to highlight right now is um, Aaron Ashby in deeper leagues. He was most likely drafted later on as a stash. Uh, it was just announced. I guess if you're listening to this, you're listening to it Friday. So it was announced Wednesday uh, that he needs arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder. And there is a very high likelihood that he misses the entirety of the year. So at this point, if he's on your roster, he's just worth a drop. Because if he somehow miraculously does come back, it's not going to be till like September for two starts, which is a bummer because I don't know what Milwaukee does with their pitching out there, but they can fucking turn out some pitching prospects and some pitchers at the major league level. 
and get the best out of them. He always had a high K rate. He looked like he was going to be the next guy after Freddie Peralta to his slot into that, that starting rotation and just be a dominant strikeout man. And he just can't, can't stay healthy. He reminds me of Lance McCullers, like all the potential in the world, but he'll, he makes one start and he's hurt. And then you're just left wondering how good they could actually be. So yeah, he's one if you, thankfully it happened earlier in the season. I mean, not thankfully, cause I don't ever wish anybody to get hurt, but for fantasy purposes, it's nice that the injury happened earlier in the year. So then you can cut bait now and try and pick up a, a decent replacement guy rather than it happened two months into the season. And you're still waiting and holding out hope that he comes back and he just never does. So make the move now, drop him, find yourself a fill-in. Yeah, another injury I wanted to point out here is uh, Rysel Iglesias still has not resumed throwing as of Thursday here. It uh, marks two weeks since being diagnosed with right shoulder inflammation since since he's thrown. Uh, AJ Minter appears to have the, the, the job there. He got to save on Tuesday. He pitched on Monday, I think. I'm assuming the ninth inning, an 8-4 win. Then here on uh, or yesterday, on Wednesday, Colin McHugh got the safe chance. He pitched an inning, allowed a run, and then Jesse, Jesse Chavez came in for the for the one-out save. Um, so, yeah, I think it has to be Minter is going to be the guy to, to, to grab there for now. And, you know, Iglesias could be a guy you can try to sell before his injury gets worse. I, I can't imagine anyone would trade for him alone, but – I have Minter and Iglesias in, in my one league, and I'm trying to package them together because he's my only <laughs> real closer and I'm just going to punt. But, yeah, if you're looking for saves, look for Minter. And then maybe it'll be McHugh or, or somebody in, in the bullpen if, if a bunch of hard-hitting righties are coming up. But I think it'll be Minter either way. Yeah, and Minter's not half bad, so it's worth it. I like your idea of packaging him, packaging him with Iglesias because somebody will bite As long as you that. have both. As long as you have yeah. both. If you have both, yeah, some somebody will bite on that, and it'll be perfect. Uh, it's a good package. They get to hold out hope that Iglesias does come back and get the fill in for now, and you get somebody that will actually be fantasy relevant right now. So I can't hate on that, man. Wow, I'm itching to do a trade episode, <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, isn't uh, that that's what we... this has just turned into? It kind of is right now, and okay, so. <sighs> Another that I personally am going to try and trade for is Corbin, Corbin, Corbin Burns right now. Don't is quite know what's going on league? with him. I mean, maybe in every league. So, <laughs> do you have Corbin Burns? Uh, I I don't I don't know I don't think so. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't we can hash it out right now. Uh, do, but, do it live live trade negotiations. Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> he he struggled a bit this year. To start off, and the worrisome thing so far has been the fact that his velocity is down like two miles an hour across the board, which you don't really like to see. And he hasn't been his dominant self. I don't I don't think it's going to be a season-long issue, though. I think it's just kind of getting used to the pitch clock and how quick you have to have your arm ready to throw another pitch because velocity has kind of been down for the whole league for the most part. I know Gossman's down. Uh, I saw Gossman. Though, he, he said like he he's changing up his his the speed of his fastball. He said if it works at ninety seven and it works at ninety two, it's it's two separate pitches he can use. So that might That's be true. by design. I see. Okay, I, I didn't saw hear that. After, I like after that. today's game. I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, that that's just like a fastball and a fucking slower fastball. Yeah, and then have a changeup in there as well because mm-hmm. I know he has a nasty changeup. So, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, a lot of velocity seems to be down, except if your name is uh, Pablo Lopez or Aralda Chapman, who Aralda Chapman, that man found like the fountain of youth or something. Man, bowled over a fucking umpire and just acted like nothing happened. Hell yeah. And he's out here fucking up. Yeah. And he's out here humming it in at like 103 miles an hour again now, which he hasn't done in like two or three years. So he went to Kansas City and found the fucking fountain of youth. He's back. He still plays in Kansas City, so I mean, he like only slightly back. What are and the chances? Really, there. The Mets trade for him. Oh, probably pretty high if they keep fucking sucking and they need to fill in something somewhere. Yeah, I think that might have been Araldis's plan by going to Kansas City. I think he had a little handshake deal, like I'll sign mm-hmm. with you guys for some money. Just give yeah. me enough chances to ball out, and you can mm-hmm. get something in return. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So that's a that's a win win right there. And let's hit the let's hit the second ad real quick before we All hit right. the thirty minute. All mark. right. In, in, in trade, you make you you make sure you're making sure you don't want to give away players. But the golf gambling podcast is giving away a tailor made driver. Stealth 2 here. The contest is completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place on this Sunday, April 8th, the end of the master, Masters there. So make sure you get in by going to sportsgovernpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgovernpodcast.com slash driver. Okay, so now, I mean, we covered the injuries. There hasn't really been much other injury news outside of uh, the ones we just covered, but... One thing that I think is important for us to cover for you guys on our last show of the week every week, just giving you guys some some streaming options for the weekend. We could hey, we, we might be back this. tomorrow. You don't know. We could record. We tomorrow. could be Maybe I'll record tomorrow. Oh, don't, see, don't tease me like that because I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Friday is my day that I don't have uh, any writing to do. So, uh, right. and if you guys we'll haven't checked out my writing, uh, I have a new article out on Fangraphs as of today. I covered three of uh, it's my weekly Statcast review article. It's my first, uh, my first one. I covered uh, Jordan Walker's power speed combo, uh, Pablo Lopez's um, uptick in his fastball and his new sweeper, and then I covered. I hate to say it, I wrote three players, and I don't remember the third player. Uh, uh, Spencer Trokelson. No, I covered Yandy Diaz and his insane power you, that he has this year. You fucking love Yandy Diaz. I do, and I couldn't not write about him because his stat cast page this year is nuts. He's, I know it's early, but he's in like the 90th percentile and higher in five different areas. Uh, in uh, average exit velo, he's in the 100th percentile. He's doing what we... So in the first half of last year, he played 83 games and he hit three home runs. In the second half of last year, he played 57 games and he hit six home runs with an average exit velocity of like 93 miles an hour. His max exit velo was like 112. He was making crazy contact on the ball, and that's rolled over to this year. Uh, his average exit velo as of last night when I went to bed was like 98.9 miles an hour on the season. He had uh, tw- 13 batted ball events so far this year. And eight of them were a hundred miles an hour or more. He's absolutely killing the ball. If you've watched his two home runs, they were just fucking laser beams. They looked like Mike Stanton before he was Giancarlo Stanton, when he would just hit the ball and it was a home run in like 2.3 seconds. Yandy Diaz is giving me that vibe. He's not going to hit 30 home runs, but his launch angle is still only like seven and a half degrees. So he's going to have to uptick that a little bit if he wants to be a 25 home run guy. But, He's back to killing the fucking ball. Love me some Yandi. He needs to be owned in every league. I found out today that he's not because people were talking about 12-team leagues they're in. They're like, oh, should I drop uh, yeah, Tyler Anderson very, to I'm pick pre- up Yandi Diaz? Sure he's, a, he's available in my league. Pick him up. Damn. He's good in every – Not he's not just for points. He's uh, fucking he, every league he got, now. he got picked up. He got picked up yesterday at 816. He was available uh, 24 hours ago. You should have told me this yesterday. Come on, Blake. <sighs> He is, I, you he's know what? He is available in my my ten team league, though. I, I don't think I'm gonna necessarily pick him up there, though. That's, ten, uh, ten team is iffy. What's his ten rank? Is iffy. Rank thirteen, though. My, my first base, I have a uh, Crone Jose Abreu. Third base, I have Suarez, who's off through a cold start, and uh, Josh Young, Josh Young, who's off through a, a better start. Maybe I'll maybe I will pick him up first for some uh, for some depth there. We'll see. Do it. Oh, but. All right, getting into pitching Sorry, matchups pitching. here. Yes. Oh, here, here's the thing. It turns out <laughs> I, I I do have Corbin Burns in the uh, 2023 MLB SGPN MLB Dynasty League, so we should uh, discuss some negotiations. But uh, quickly, matchups for Friday. Uh, Tyler Miguel against uh, the Miami Marlins. It'll be the Mets home opener. I have to imagine they're going to be hev- heavily favored in that one. And Miguel is only rostered in 23% of Yahoo leagues. You also got uh, Zach Uffin. We talked about him last show. Uh, rostered in 47 percent of leagues, had a good first start, five strikeouts against the Tigers, pitching against Oakland um, tomorrow, Friday. So that should be an easy matchup. Saturday, uh, Homer pick here, Bailey Falter. He's been one of the Phillies' best starters so far. Only allowed a few runs against the two, the two-one loss against the Rangers um, on on Sunday. Something like baseball there. 
home opener that was postponed today. It's been beautiful out. Uh, there was there was projected thunderstorms, but it could have played it either way. Uh, no, I actually saw that. Yeah, Falter's going Saturday. Okay, no, so, so Saturday. It's not going to be the home opener, but it's going to be first Saturday home game in Philly. Should be uh, good there. Going against Nick Lodolo, who, who's solid, but the Phillies are, are better than the Reds. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you mentioned him before the show. Uh, I was looking on too. Noah Syndergaard uh, against mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks. I don't necessarily like, necessarily like him for the rest of the season, but for this this start in Arizona, I mean, his first start was against them, six innings, six strikeouts. So hopefully, you can get something like that. Yeah, I like I like Syndergaard on Saturday a lot. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, I also like somebody like a sneaky play, but like a Marcus Stroman against mm-hmm. Texas yeah. Yeah, tomorrow like on well, Friday. I guess we should just refer to the day instead of say tomorrow. So yeah, like Marcus Stroman against Texas on Friday. He looked incredible in his first start, kind of like the old Marcus Stroman. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. I think he added a new pitch this year, and it went over really well in that first game. And then on Friday. We talked about him last episode. Zach Eflin, run him out for this start and then run away from him. Like, I trade him and trade him him. because, uh, like I talked about last episode, um, last year his cutter was his worst pitch and it wasn't even close. I had an expected batting average of like 320. Uh, he somehow in his first start managed to make that his second most used pitch only by like five, five pitches thrown. Uh, and it wasn't better. His expected batting average was like 310 with it. And so he's going to come out against Oakland. He's probably going to look okay against Oakland. Tampa Bay is going to run up to score. He might throw like six innings, two earned runs, and strike out six. And he's going to look like this crazy, like, hell yeah, look at this dude I found on the waiver wire type pitcher. No. Run him out there tomorrow. He'll be okay. He'll get. You, he'll probably get you the win, some good peripherals, but then you need to – you need to trade him or find unload him somewhere. Yeah, use him as that as that second piece in a deal to get yes. that get that upgrade at, at a position. As, yes, as that gold it, coin that you, you give it, you're like, here's a gold coin, <laughs> and they're like, okay, I'll take it, and they, and they unwrap it, it. it. It's chocolate. It's a chocolate coin. And uh, somebody that I'm fading a little bit tomorrow is Chris Bassett. Chris okay. Bassett was fucking terrible in the first start. They play the Angels. So maybe make Pablo Sandoval a decent streaming option. I don't know if I want to stream anybody going against Toronto, though. So that's iffy, but I'm definitely fading Chris Bassett tomorrow if he's in your lineup. He looked really bad in the first start. And not like just like fluky really bad, but like actually maybe he just pitched good because he was in New York. Mm-hmm. Kind of bad. So we'll see how it goes. Atlanta, or not Atlanta, uh, Anaheim. They're not even Anaheim anymore. Fucking the Angels. God damn it. The uh, this, they strike out a high. decent amount, so he might get some some K's, but he's going to get batted around. Otani's going to be in the lineup. Trout's going to be in the lineup. Renfro's going to be in the lineup. Taylor Ward's going to be in the lineup. You like anyone Sunday? Uh, I'm, I was like looking at him. Sunday? I know Ashcraft had, had a good start, but he's, he's and the Phillies are bad, so maybe look at him. Uh, Matt Boyd, but the Red, the Red Sox offense is good. Mm-hmm. I thought about Ashcraft, but I am hesitant just because it is a, the Phillies do have a good lineup regardless of mm-hmm. their record. But Ashcraft has the second best stuff plus grade in all of baseball, so yeah. he's pretty fucking good. So you never know there. I just it's really hard to stream somebody against a team like the Phillies, even when they're struggling, because just like the Mariners the other day, Mariners are struggling, and then they put up eleven runs in a game the other day. So like that's that's the risk that you run. Um. Who I, who I like on Sunday that I, I like as more I like as probably a, a season long guy possibly Seth Lugo for the Padres. He, he's a starter now. He was a reliever for the Mets. Seven innings, seven strikeouts, one run against the Rockies in his first start. He'll be in Atlanta for Sunday night baseball, so it may not be his best start, but uh, keep an eye on him. I, I think he he obviously has the stuff to start. He he wanted to start. This is what he wants to do now after being a reliever and. I think he's someone that to, to, that could definitely fly under the radar. I like that one a lot because since he did make the transition, he is very overlooked. So that's that's a really, really, really good mm-hmm. one, actually. I didn't even like, like, like the casuals are probably like, oh, he, he's making a spot star because he, he used to be a reliever. Yeah. Oh no, he got a spot in. He got a spot in that rotation. So mm-hmm. that's a legitimate, 
and we talk about uh, Padres pitchers all the time. Uh, they could close their eyes and fucking swing it up there and win 12 games this year. So that's a solid uh, forever forever pick. And another one for me, he's owned less less than I thought, uh, 46% of leagues on ESPN. So I'm just going to call him stream streamable, I guess. It would be Reed Detmers on Sunday. Again, he's going against the Blue Jays. Tough to stream somebody against the Blue Jays, but I was at the game. He pitched against Seattle on Monday. The dude looks incredible. He's hitting 97, 98 miles an hour now, and his slider is disgusting. His slider sits at like 90, and he's got a curveball that he throws at like 75. So crazy pitch mix. If Reed Detmers is available in your league, pick him up. He he is owned, rostered in 69% of Yahoo League, so it is is more – just still, still thirty percent of leagues that, that he's he's available. He he has real ace potential this year. Yep, and he showed it on Monday. And so yeah, if he is available, don't just stream him. Just pick him up and add him. But his start on Sunday is looking pretty good. I don't know if I buy into the Blue Jays this year. So they're beatable. Uh, unlike years past this year, they look beatable. All right, who are you giving me for uh, Kurt Burns here? You want to do Burns and someone else for Alonzo and someone else? Oh, so you want Alonzo? I might. We talked about a hypo- hypothetical Alonzo trade. <laughs> we <laughs> did. Le- oh, look, in a league right that there. I wasn't in. Uh, you like Michael Harris? I know you don't like Michael Harris. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if you want to trade him to me. I'll be like, uh, I-, I know you value value him less than I'll I do. I'll trade you straight or, across. Or do you? I'll trade you straight across for Burns. Okay, my second round pick for your fourth round pick. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. How's your outfield looking? I think my outfield, my outfield is is okay. I, I got I got J Rod Mullins. Uh, I could use an outfielder. That, that is the one spot I am weak. I know you have Schwarber. You're about to sell me. Try to do Schwarber for Burns. I, I'm still not doing that. <laughs> I think I might make you give me something for for Schwarber. With no, I'm just kidding. I, I would I would go straight across. I would go straight across mm-hmm. on that shit. I'm gonna have to figure this out because I will trade you for Corbin Burns. I'm not even playing. Even though I I thought it was funny, Jeff hopped in our uh, <laughs> Dylan said live trade, live trade. No, we have to one trade one one episode. We have to sit down and and, and be like, okay, we're gonna uh, hash I out mean, a trade. We're only at the forty two minute mark. We could hash this out right now. I know who I like and don't like on my team. So all right, if, if I mean Burns I, I have I, I I will be honest. I, I'm mostly going off off uh, draft results as of now. I have the draft kid draft grid pulled up. So. I took Burns pick um picks that pick nineteen, and you took Schwarber with pick uh, twenty three. So that that's actually not a, a that's not a bad straight up trade. But I don't I don't think Schwarber was should have been picked twenty three. If I'm being honest, you took him I, over, I reached, over Tatis I for a little bit. Yeah. Took, um. Yeah. Man, okay, let's so let me see who else you got here. This we, you give me. You I, give I don't, me I don't know if I can. I don't know if we can actually do this live because this this gives too much insight into our our trade negotiation tactics. Watch this. You ready to say yes? I hope oh, wait, so. What's, what's your roster look like? Hold on. Let me what go to your team. What's my roster look like? I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Oh, perfect. Gonna, I will give, give you. Give me a second baseman. Is that what you're doing? No, I didn't even think about that. I don't uh, think you I have a good enough second I don't think base you have to give you. Is Muncy uh, Muncy is not having a good start. Uh, uh, that is something I gotta <laughs> eat some uh, early crow on. Max Muncy, I think, has just been been, been not good for the Dodgers. He is um, where's twenty uh, three for twenty, so not good. I'll take a hit a dinger yesterday though. He scored three runs. Did he? Okay, that's, yeah. that's a home run there. So he's got eleven something. strikeouts though. Strikeout rate over fifty percent. Rowdy? Do, you, do you still like Rowdy I as, have a, Rowdy. as an add-in with Michael have, Harris? No, because that's I, that's the thing. My first baseman, I think, right now, I'm still I have Abreu and I have I have Cronenworth. So and Torkelson. So I think one of them can be okay. Second base is, is my real hole, real hole here. I have Cronenworth. I thought Grissom would start, so he's my backup. Hopefully he makes it up. And I have Altuve. So Altuve will come back eventually. So I'd, maybe I don't need second base. Outfield, I think, is where I would look the most just because I don't know if I trust Castellanos. Dang. Okay, I'll give you 
We're, they're, we're, this is my last. This is my last attempts. We're, Michael right. Harris and Tyler Molly. If not, we'll take it off the pod. He had a good start. Five innings, five hits, seven Ks, one eight ERA, uh, I, one two WHIP. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think there's. I think there's com- probably comparable pitchers available in the um, waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. There's there's guys on the waiver wire. I'd probably be willing to to give my uh to to to, to pick up rather than trading away uh burns because here uh, here's the thing I, I i am trading burns low you said it yourself he, he's he's had two shit starts so yeah well, i mean we'll, the velo's we'll, down you should sell now we'll take it offline and, and <laughs> maybe next episode we'll We'll look at something smaller that we that we can do just to get something a live trade done for for the audience here. That's probably a better idea because just going straight, going in hot, just trading for Burns right out the gate will be rough. Dylan said trade for Arenado. I don't think you have Arenado, do you? I don't know. I don't think so. I have Arenado in like every league besides this league. Arenado's also a slow start too. I was offered. I was thinking about doing. Swapping him and Riley, and then two other guys in one of my other leagues. But Riley's off to. An amazing start. So I'm, I'm not. Yeah, he that. is. That's why I'm happy that I've got my uh, Riley for MVP bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are listening to this right now, whether you are live in a live stream with us currently, we are on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter live. Uh, you should check us out also on every podcast streaming platform you can ever think of. I think we're on like 30 at this point. Uh, and this is episode 58. So we have tons of content for you to check out. A lot of it came from this offseason where we did a ton of play. You can breakdowns. go back and listen to all of our bad takes and call us out for our, all of our positional rankings that we rank guys way <laughs> too high. <laughs> you know what? I think I've, I got to go back and check my my position rankings on Fantasy Bros. I got to see where I'm at. Or, and, and then on our episode ones as well. Oh, look who it is. Uncle Ted. Coming coming in hot at the end, always. Josh Young. (laughs) Josh Young is also a a great start. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I have him in multiple leagues. I'm I'm happy as hell. He's gonna he's gonna hit 35 home runs this year. Sweet mug, by the way. If you guys also like that mug that Ryan is drinking out of, we don't sell those. I was gonna do a pitch for the merch store, but DM me. (laughs) You can DM myself at Argobert SOP or us on on Twitter at at Fake Baseball or the Discord SG.pn slash Discord, and there may be a, a custom baseball money is fake mug available if you're interested i I can sign it it can be autographed if you like if that that increases the value somehow for you don't tempt the people like that insane freaks out there but (laughs) anything like that yeah sure um yeah outside of that i I mean i was gonna say something else i I, you you threw me off with the mug thing (laughs) my bad It was just the product placement was just too good. We do actually have merch though. If you guys mm-hmm. go to the SGPN merch store, uh, go to brands and then go to fantasy baseball. We got hoodies and shirts and hats and beanies and all kinds of stuff. And it looks pretty cool. Like not gonna lie. I wear my hoodie almost every day. I wore it to fucking spring training, which is pretty cool. I wore it uh, the other day and the girl at the register, Oh, it was to pick up a prescription at Rite Aid. And she was like, why is baseball money fake? And I said, Oh, you, no, it's that's the this name is, of my podcast. You, you need a sticker. You can just be like, here, there's it's a QR code on it, and, and be good. Just stick them all around town. Or just just carry around business cards. I people love people that. love good business card. They do, and they're so easy to hand out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, check us out all of our socials. Like Ryan said on Twitter at Fake Baseball, coolest at on Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube and twitch at fake baseball money we have a tiktok too if you want to check it out i'm not gonna lie i've been a little lazy lately i write so many fucking articles during the week and do these episodes and fucking produce these episodes that sometimes making videos is tough uh but i do my best i'll have a few coming soon especially uh, baseball savant has a lot of their uh videos up now so i can take relevant videos from this year and make them into cool weird fucking videos so yeah and, we'll do and that. if you if you are are just listening on the podcast and do want to join us live and uncle tad in the chat chat is saying one of his favorite live streams always always comes on here late we usually go live <laughs> around uh 5 15 eastern to 5 30 eastern to start time for mm-hmm. between 30 minutes to we're up to 49 minutes now but 
Yeah, anywhere in there, usually Tuesday, Thursday, and then a third or fourth day throughout the week. So you can look for us at those times. We're always looking for some live chat, live question and answer sessions, live live trade talks. Apparently, Blake would just die for that. So, uh, yeah, join, <laughs> join us in the, in the live sometimes. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. Oh, I apologize for these stupid YouTube notifications, Ted. Oh, I think uh, he's complaining uh, complaining about that uh, it didn't notify him in time. Oh, that's a good point. How is there a way that it can notify? Do you have? Oh, I'm guessing if you got a notification, I mean, you have our little bell thing. I think that's how YouTube works. I think you had that on. Um, best way is just follow us on Twitter at uh, Fake Baseball, and I think you can turn on tweet notifications that. The only for ones that include include live videos that that'll notify you. Oh, there we go. Whenever we go live, yeah. Or I post it in the Discord every day too, about five to ten minutes before we go live, so that uh, people are aware. But yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E. Yeah, if anyone's still listening, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. Go Phils.